Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to NFL Live. We'll get to last night's game in a second, but first, take a look at the Sunday slate as we get you ready for the weekend. RC, start us off. What you watching? Listen, I want to see what's going on with the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. B. John Robinson is an absolute revelation in Arthur Smith's offense. He's all over the field. You heard L's new song, B. John to the right, hey. B. John to the left, huh. B. John up the seam. <laughs> but he's facing a Jared Goff that is going to have to go out and make plays after not finishing the game like the way he was supposed to against the Seattle Seahawks, losing a lead. Dan Campbell's sort of tightening up like we've never seen him. They have an opportunity against the Atlanta Falcons to put a one behind the dash mark, and I expect them to come out biting kneecaps all day. I love it. I want to see Minnesota 0-2 versus the Chargers 0-2, and really that pass game for the Minnesota Vikings with Addison and Justin Jefferson versus a secondary in the Chargers that we have talked for the first two weeks about that. They haven't stopped really anybody down the field. The big mm. plays are going to be there for Kirk Cousins in this offense. I want to see if the Chargers secondary steps up and tries to shut them down. So, so far this year, the Saints pass rush has looked dramatically improved from last season. You guys know about Cam Jordan, but I'm talking about guys like Carl Granderson, Nathan Shepard, Kalen Saunders. The four-man rush is getting the fifth highest pressure rate in the league. However, let's come against Tennessee and Carolina, not the stoutest offensive lines. This weekend, they faced a Packers offensive line that I would put amongst the league's best. So I'm curious to see if this defense can disrupt Jordan Love. Let's go to Patriots Jets. You guys, New England has won 14 straight against the Jets. Mac Jones looking to make it 15 straight. The Patriots, I thought, showed some signs of life in their loss to the Dolphins last week. I think Bill Belichick's going to do what he does best, try to take away Garrett Wilson, a.k.a. the best player on that Jets offense. Could be another long day for the Jets. By the way, we're going to pick that game a little bit later, see if anyone's going with the Jets to flip the script. Welcome to NFL Live on a Friday. we got Dan Orlovsky right here. Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes. We're going to get you ready for the rest of week three. Jeff Darlington joining us in just a little bit with some news. Wait till you guys see You're later. Very set up right now very dark with our outfits today well very you know, on the brink yeah, of fall <laughs> we're, we're autumnal man ryan has his whole life it's nice ryan's you look great, camera is you look set up on, on a tissue box so look at prayers that up picture for that. over his head <laughs> he's already blurry uh, <laughs> let's start with last night you guys no ryan i've got to put it out there the 49ers and the giants dan we pick it up uh, with no Saquon Barkley, by the way, out with a high ankle sprain that was revealed before the game. Late in the first quarter, they're tied at three. Giants with the ball, and Daniel Jones drops back. But 
There's Nick Bosa. A tremendous get off by Nick Bosa. Bellinger's supposed to block down with him. He just beats him off the snap, and it's lucky he's not a safety for that offense. Early in the second there, and Brock Purdy hey. to Ronnie Bell. That's what happens when you have a plan versus pressure to know where to go with the football. It's a Look at this throw before Bell kind of breaks on that out route and it's thrown. I love the fact that Ronnie Bell goes up and gets the football. Catch. Some people are like, Brock Purdy's boring. He's so accurate. How about Christian McCaffrey there barreling in for the TD? He says, show me some love. McCaffrey's playing with a little edge this year for their <laughs> offense. Is. To the fourth quarter, Niners lead 23-12 to 12 at this, this point. This is so Purdy, good. He finally threw a deep, Dan. We were wondering if that was going to happen. We saw a lot of man coverage all night. Certainly zero pressure one-on-one. -on -one. A little bit of a sluggo. Brock five-step drop, and I love the back shoulder. We've seen that in the first three games for them multiple times for their offense. Brock's got a great feel for it. Under four minutes to go, Daniel Jones passing to Darren Waller, but the ball bounces off Waller Good in girl. the air. It's intercepted. The 49ers win 30-12. to 12. And, of course, you saw Brock Purdy with another efficient outing. Unfortunate for the Giants. This new on NFL Live, hey, when you win like that and you have such a big performance, you, you get some extensions, okay? The 49ers Man. just oh, wow. announcing they signed GM John well Lynch and head coach Kyle Shanahan to multi-year contract extensions. Dan, you're saying it's well-deserved. I, I agree. I mean, those guys continue to find ways to win, and uh, they're rewarded for it. Let's tab that and go back to last night. RC, what did you take away from the performance by Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense? I mean, they're just they're just so physical. You know, you look at this offense, and there's a lot of times that in this league you play these teams and they're pretty, or you play against the Miami Dolphins and everything is so fast. Your head is spinning the entire time, and there's so much creativity involved, and then they find ways to exploit you with the big play. This team punches you in the mouth, whether it's George Kittle, whether it's Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey that you guys mentioned is now playing with an edge. That junk rubs off on you. Mm. When your left tackle is throwing right hooks in the scrum, then you know what type of day it is. When your wide receiver catches footballs and breaks five, six tackles, when guys hit him and he doesn't have the ball and they fall off of him, that's a different mentality and yeah. mindset. And to have a young quarterback with grit, determination, understanding, and leadership, this team is built perfectly to win when it matters most. And you saw them absolutely dominate the New York Giants defense physically. Yeah. And when you can do that in the offense on every level, of your play, then that's extremely difficult to deal with. It's the rare offense in the NFL that all 11 are equally as physical, it feels like. When I watch Brock Purdy, RC, you kind of labeled a lot of the things. I think he's one of the best young guys with handling the blitz. Okay, that's the pass concept down. It's a high-low. Now, six guys at the line of scrimmage for the Giants, six guys in protection for the 49ers. We're good, right? We got six on six. They're going to slide the offensive line to the left. The back is going to cross left to right. Now, Brock Purdy's got to know I'm warm. I'm not hot. We got six on six, but I got to drift away from that back. He does a great job of backpedaling by also drifting and now floating this ball over the corner. So the understanding of I'm not hot, but I'm warm. I just got to get away from that defensive end getting blocked by the back. Now this is a short in and a corner or out concept at the top of the screen. They got six. I only got five. This is a difference than the first play. First play, I'm warm. The second play, I potentially could be hot if they all blitz. It's one of those zero pressures man to man. My left tackle's got two guys. I only got one. Now I have to retreat. I can't go left or right because I don't know who the free rusher is. Trent Williams does a great job of taking the inside guy because he's closest. Brock's got to drift away from the outside guy and throw that outbreaker because RC knows this. The defenders are playing inside leverage on that zero. So the, the, I think he's the one of the young, or best youngest guys when it comes to understanding what, what it means to be warm and where to go, when, and understanding what it means to be hot and where to go with the football. 
And I'd say this, we lose sight of the fact that he's still a very young player. And for him to own that, yeah. in, in many ways, master it, I think is the most impressive part of a very high-end game for Brock Purdy. Mm. Yeah, I thought in the second half, the whole team's approach to the, uh, the blitz was really impressive. Your points about Purdy, absolutely. Um, I thought they made some adjustments in terms of the protections. You saw him an empty at the goal line. And then, of course, these incredible skill players going to work and making plays and breaking tackles the way we know they're capable of. But I also think <coughs> Wink Martindale, the Giants' defensive coordinator, deserves some scrutiny for the lack of variance, I mean, just for the unending, continuing, relying on the blitz when it clearly stopped working at a certain point. Like, I feel like we're so used to him blitzing a lot that we're just like, ah, wink, that's just wink. <laughs> but you're getting killed out there, man, by a team yeah. that your, your, your second level and third level defenders cannot tackle. Oh we know gosh, that. Clearly, about halfway through the game or can't tackle the Niners' uh, offensive players. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the game, it was obvious that they had developed a game plan for they it. They can't tackle The thing about blitzing <laughs> is, yeah, if it's that predictable, it really starts losing its efficacy. Like, I don't mind him blitzing a fair amount, but you got to mix up the downs sometimes. Don't send, uh, you know, an all-out pressure. To me, it was just kind of predictable in the second half in a way that made San Francisco's job a lot easier. I'll be honest with you. When I watched the first half, all I thought was like missed opportunities for the Giants. Mm -hmm. I know they were without the left side of their offensive line in Saquon, mm -hmm. but they had three third and 12-plus situations in the first half, which is kind of what you want versus any offense, certainly San Francisco's, and they went screen for a first down, screen for a first down, screen for a first down, and I'm sitting there going, my goodness, this defense is doing a good job on first and second down. And I just thought if they had been able to get off the field in those situations, I don't know what their offense would have done against San Francisco's defense, but it felt like, and to R.C. and Mina's yeah. point, <laughs> the, the tackling was so bad on the back end. And I understand it's San Francisco. And then the, the inability on those third and long to get off the field, it felt like a missed opportunity for me. Uh, quickly on the play calling with the Giants, there have been rumbling, some reports that Dable took over play calling. I don't think he did last night because I thought I, I saw a moment where he hit his mic pack and said, what's the play call? And so I think it was back to my Kafka if it ever left him in week two. Okay, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, there's a lot more to get to, and we'll get, be on it all day long. Let's get some top stories here now with Jeff Darlington joining us. Jeff, what can you tell us about Bryce Young's status? Laura, yeah, some tough news for the number one uh, overall pick. He will miss his first game of his short NFL career sidelined with an ankle injury, he suffered in the first half of his Week 2 loss. And so the Panthers are trying to get their first win in a division where everybody else is 2-0 right now. They'll have to do it behind the red rifle. Andy Dalton will make his start in Young's place. Young, by the way, with just two touchdown drives so far this season against three turnovers. Tough start in Carolina. Joe Burrow, a lot of uncertainty surrounding the aggravated calf injury suffered by Burrow. Uh, a few bits of good news, though, going into the weekend. First, Burrow did practice during individual drills on Friday after missing Thursday's practice. Don't forget, also, they'll have an extra day of prep because the Bengals will host the Rams on Monday Night Football, a home game also meaning no travel. So some good news there. Anthony Richardson, on the other hand, ruled out against the Ravens after suffering a concussion in Sunday's first quarter. He has not been able to practice all week, so it will be Gardner Minshew starting in his place. Another challenge here, center Ryan Kelly also suffered a concussion in that game, so it will be back up Wesley French expected in his place. 
Speaking of injuries, a lot of them on the Ravens. Check out this tweet from Schefter. Look at these names right here. Odell Beckham Jr., Justice Hill, Marlon Humphrey, three studs there. The list goes on and on. We're talking about starter, starting caliber players here. So the Ravens are really going to have to overcome the injury bug as well against the Colts and uh, their quarterback who's missing from a concussion as well, Laura. Yeah, Jeff, it feels like every year we're talking about, especially early season, a bunch of Ravens injuries. So at least they've done it before, but not ideal. We got yeah, more from you coming later. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. Hey, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense has struggled to take off this season. Hear what Jalen had to say about Philly's offensive identity and why Dan thinks the pressure won't get to him. Plus, Josh Allen and the Bills face a tough test against a loaded commander's defensive front here what rc believes is the key to shutting down buffalo nfl live is brought to you by burger king we'll be right back happy friday hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Glad you're with us on NFL Live. Let's read and react. We begin in Dallas, where the Cowboys got some unfortunate news yesterday as star cornerback Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL and is out for the season. Over the last three seasons, Diggs has held opposing quarterbacks to the lowest passer rating in the NFL when he's been the nearest defender in coverage. He also leads the NFL with 15 interceptions during that span, four more than any other player. Mina, how do you see Dallas trying to adjust to playing without Diggs because you're not going to replace him? Yeah, this is a huge loss. He was playing really good football. Uh, luckily for Dallas, they do have good cornerback depth. It sounds like Deron Bland, who was their fifth-round draft pick last year and started as Nick as their nickel down the stretch, played really well, is going to transition to playing the outside in Diggs' stead. What I'll be curious to see is if this defense, which plays amongst the most, if not the most, cover one in the NFL, makes adjustments depending on who they're playing, whether or not offenses are attacking Bland and how he performs. But that's something to monitor as they work on integrating him into their lineup and their defense. Let's go to Pittsburgh, where Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada heard the Fire Canada chants from the home crowd on Monday. I've been made aware of it. Um, you know, obviously, I was working, we had a tough play. There's no... There's not one ounce of lack of confidence in the players that I have or lack of confidence in the coaches I have. We're going we're gonna to play better. We're going to get it right. You know, We're not putting it on the field that we expected to do in those first two games. The fans want us to win. They want us to play better. So you know, there's nothing wrong with their passion and those things. And obviously, we're not going to 
Mike T says it all the time, right? We're not running away from it. We expect to be better. We're going to be better. I like the hat, though, RC, but what changes do you want to see? Well, first of all, I missed the chant where they were like, fire all the players, fire all the assistants. No, they were saying fire Matt Canada. Why in the hell is he telling me we got confidence in the players or we have confidence in the rest of my coaches? I'm asking about confidence in you, Matthew. What are you going to do? How are you going to start getting the ball vertically? How are you going to get pass concepts and routes that allow wide receivers to get open to give Kenny Pickett opportunities for big plays? How are you going to get your offensive line to protect when you never get them moving forward to get in any kind of chemistry or get in any kind of feel of synergy with what they're doing on the field? This is about game planning and execution of play calling. He has to be better. You know it's serious when RC hits him with a Matthew, okay? Matthew. Matthew. Let's go to Philadelphia where Jalen Hurts was asked if defenses are starting to figure out his game plan. What I'm telling you is it's not about me, it's about us. And so, if if um if they are doing something there for me, we got 250 yards rushing to you know to do that, and so there are multiple ways to win. And um, the, the the thing that I want to make clear is when did winning not become the main thing? I always say keep the main thing the main thing, where you know winning is the only thing that truly matters. Yeah, they are winning. Uh, Dan, what do you think about the comments? That right there is why that young man is what he is and who he is and the player that he's become. It's also why he's absolutely perfect for that city. The expectations, the noise, the talk, the chatter does absolutely nothing to Jalen Hurts, whether good or bad. He holds himself to the highest standard possible. And that's a cliche in sports. Not everybody actually follows through with that. Jalen Hurts is one of those rare athletes that does, and it's why he's perfect for the city of Philadelphia. It's why he's going to keep winning, too. No um, doubt. Very well said, Dan. All right, so what does all this mean for Jalen and fantasy this week, by the way? For that, we check with AI-generated fantasy insights built with IBM Watson X. Facing the Buccaneers on Monday night, Hertz is projected among the top quarterbacks in week three. His high projection of 26.5 points is third among quarterbacks and only one-tenth behind this week's leaders, Josh Allen and Tua Tungavailoa. Might want to grab him up if you don't already have him. Coming up on NFL Live. Grab him up. Segment alert. Uh, hear what our analysts think are the biggest keys to some of the weekend's games and what you can guarantee will happen. It's called locks and keys, guys. Get it? Ooh. You got it? I do not get it. I do not Damn. comprehend. You should get it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We got two Monday Night Football matchups this week. Eagles and Bucks at a special start time of 7 Eastern on ABC and ESPN+. Matthew Stafford and the Rams taking on the Bengals. Dan and I on the call for that one with Chris Fowler and Lewis Riddick at 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN Deportes. Can't wait for both of those games. Hey, time now for week three locks and keys. We're going to tell you about Sunday's big games with something we'll guarantee will happen. That would be a lock. And also something that will play a big role in determining the outcome a key, if you will. We start in Washington, where Josh Allen and the Bills come to town after blowing out the Raiders a week ago. Allen will have his hands full on Sunday, right, with the loaded commander's front. He spoke about that matchup earlier this week. Listen in. Yeah, it's it's one of the best groups, if not the best group in the league. Um, you know, up front, they're all big, fast, powerful, explosive. They all, uh, all can get after the quarterback. Um, so, again, making sure that you know, we don't let them take over the game because they, they have the ability to do that. So making sure we're dialed in, communicating well, um, and ultimately the, the team that best executes on, on Sunday is going to win the game. It'll be interesting to see if Josh Allen can kind of keep that conservative approach that he had against the Raiders. But, RC, what is the key for you in this matchup? I mean, the key is protection. You just heard Josh Allen talk about some of those guys that play along the front of the Washington Commanders. Some of the highest sack totals in the entire league have, have affected the game both against the Cardinals and the Denver Broncos. And they're both talented on the outside and also in the middle when you think about guys like Payne and Allen. This is a defense that we were expecting a couple of years ago to be run by the rush up front and allow the back end to make plays. We saw some of that start to happen in the second half of that Broncos game and this game if Josh Allen isn't protected with those ball hawks on the back end I think we can have another one of those chances for Josh Allen to have a three or four turnover day and if that happens Ooh. look out for Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy on the other side to capitalize yeah watch out uh, Mina you have the lock in this one what is something we'll definitely see in commanders bills on Sunday it's, I'm smiling because Ryan's right, but my lock is Josh Allen's still going to try to push that ball downfield. Uh, I do think yeah, we will see some of the conservatism we saw last week. That is the right approach against this front. And by the way, Josh Allen was surgical last week. He completed over 90% of his passes under 15 yards, and they weren't all easy passes either, but he was careful with the football. He was everything he wasn't in week one. However, as good as his commander's front is, we just saw them give up three deep balls to Russell Wilson. Granted, one was a Hail Mary, but there yeah, are players in the true. back end that this Bills uh, passing attack can exploit. And uh, there's one thing Josh Allen likes to do. It is air it out. Yeah, he does. Um, we're all in the Bills, so I guess we all think that he may be airing it out. He might be turning it over, but either way, they're still going to win the game. That's lock and key for Bills commanders. Let's go to Detroit where the Lions are hosting the undefeated Falcons. David Montgomery hasn't practiced all week due to a thigh injury, which means we may see a lot of the two rookie running backs taken in the first round of this year's draft. Lions head coach Dan Campbell spoke about B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs earlier today. They have so much versatility, you know, it, it, and I think that's where, you know, when you feel like a guy can can do multiple uh, multiple jobs, you know, certainly can carry it in the backfield. But then, man, they have the ability out of the backfield as a route runner. You can split them out and do some things as a receiver. Uh, and I think that's what makes them so unique, both of them. 
Mina, give us the key here for what you think will decide this one. Well, last week against Seattle, Detroit got absolutely shredded when the Seahawks went into 12 with 13 personnel with two or three tight ends on the field. They had they were in their base defense, uh, meaning only four defensive backs, and Seattle killed them through the air. Now here comes an Atlanta defense that uses more 12 and 13 personnel than any team in the league. Granted, in doing so, they're more likely to throw to like Bijan Robinson against a linebacker than Kyle Pitts, who's MIA. But they're still very good at it, and they're still going to go hunting for mismatches. For me, the key for Detroit is you have to come up with a way to stop the bleeding against those particular personnel groups. Because if they cannot in this game, they do not have a chance of stopping this offense. All right, Dan, you get to be the lock. What's something you guarantee we will see in this matchup? Yeah, two things. I don't know why you did this. Uh, well, I was going to do like all, a key and a lock. The second anyway. thing mm -hmm. is I think it's indisputable <laughs> that the best thing to pick a lock with is a bobby pin. I, as a kid, used to do that consistently. You to just bedrooms. have bobby pins laying around? I was fantastic at it. Oh, okay. It's the best thing. Um, I'd say this. It, the Detroit secondary is going to have the chance to get some picks. Desmond Ritter in the first two weeks has made every game like two or three like wild throws, nice throws. And then he's made three or four times a game you go, but what are we looking at? And truthfully, last week he got away with some stuff because they were just dropped by Green Bay secondary. Jael Alexander on the hit yeah. run on fourth down, um, dropped a pick six, climbing in the pocket, throwing it right to an inside linebacker. So. I think one of the keys is going to be, like, it does Detroit's secondary actually catch the ones that Desmond Ritter throws them? You were the lock, not the key. I can guarantee <laughs> you a lock is going to, okay, okay, the lock okay, is okay. that the secondary is going to have a chance to get to really get Dan to figure this out. I know, I'm right? just thinking about pot. It's about a pick. Pin, I thought he was going to name a player named Bobby or something. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. You know what else might be ridiculous? I'm picking the Falcons. Um, but, you know, whatever. I, I think even though Desmond Ritter ridiculous. has been – Kind of a mess. Uh, Who's your favorite NFL team? The Falcons. Uh. <laughs> Let's go to Green Bay. Uh, we're we're all close. <laughs> Dan and I have this two and three point game. The two and zero Saints are taking on the Packers. Jordan Love's first start at Lambeau Field, 1,249 days after he was drafted. That's wild. Love spoke about how he's feeling heading into his home debut earlier this week. Yeah, no, definitely be a lot of excitement there, just being a Lambeau, um, but. Yeah, I've got some, some preseason games under my belt in Lambeau, but that's about it. So um, I'm definitely excited to be out there. Good pressure packages on third down, but I think they got a good front that, uh, you know, gets a lot of pressure home just before. And then, you know, they play some good coverages, some sticky coverages on the back end and, and really challenge receivers and um, you know, do a good job pressing and, and getting hands on and just kind of throwing off timing. All right, so Jordan Love making that home debut. Kind of crazy to think about it's taken this long. Dan, what is the key we should be watching for in this one? The interior of New Orleans offensive line versus the pressure package in the games from Green Bay's defensive line. The Saints have really struggled with that this year, especially in the interior part. And Green Bay's defensive line with the likes of a Devontae Wyatt and a Kenny Clark and America's going to get reminded week after week of Lucas Van Ness, their rookie mm. out of Iowa. Those guys in the games and stunts they're going to run on the inside versus New Orleans offensive line. If New Orleans offensive line doesn't do a better job of handling that, that's going to make for a very long afternoon for Derek Carr. RC, what's the lock in Saints Packers? 
Listen, as sure as Derek Carr is going to show up to the stadium with an accent that has zero to do with where he was raised, he's also going to push the football down the field. Derek Carr, since becoming the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback, has made big passes to end both games to Rashid Shaheed. We also know what type of player Chris Olave has been in taking off the top of coverages. They haven't quite figured out what they want to be intermediate consistently, but when it comes to Derek Carr pushing the football down the field. He has incredible arm strength and also accuracy on the deep ball. And so you know what's going to happen. He's going to come out with a country <laughs> twain. He's going to have those guns out. And as those guns are out, he's going to show you what they're for. And that's for pushing the football down the field. You know, it happened to Brian Kelly, too, when he went to Louisiana. Like, Maybe I don't it's know what, a Louisiana it's, it's, thing, It's a Louisiana man. thing. Um, as you can see there, I'm picking the Saints. One thing I want to point out, guys, key injuries for the Packers. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, and Jair Alexander, all questionable. Pro Bowl guard Eldon Jenkins is out. So you guys are on the Packers. I see why. Can RC but do a country guy accent? Can you do yeah, a country on, accent? Come on, Can you RC. give us some country swang? Give us something. Who, me? Yeah. I'm from the suburbs. I'm not country. <laughs> Dan, why don't you try hard. one real fast? Man, country? my name's Derek Carr. Oh, God. go out to Green Bay. I regret that. I'm I a shouldn't have asked that. Oh, that's terrible. Secondary. That's why I didn't do it. I regret that. That's why I didn't do it. You right there. From that's really why I didn't do it. Um, and he's right. not that country either. He's not that type of country. Uh, Time now to seize the day presented uh, by Caesar Sportsbook. Let's take a look at the prop bet odds for the first touchdown score in this game. As you can see there, A.J. Dillon has the best odds, followed by a pair of Saints players in Chris Olave and Kendra Miller. Mina, who do you think you have scoring the first touchdown in this one? So, there's only been two weeks so far in the season, but as of now, the Green Bay Packers have gone from being the worst red zone offense in the NFL last year to the best in terms of their efficiency uh, inside the red zone. And it is for that reason that I am choosing a Packer to score first. I am going with A.J. Dillon. I think they'll be able to move the ball on New Orleans because of that offensive line. When they get close to the goal line, he can punch it in. I love it. Uh, we got a lot more coming your way on NFL Live. We're going to try not to do any more accents, though, to spare everybody's ears at home. <laughs> Still to come, Please. the Chargers and Vikings both made the playoffs last year, but now they both start 0-2 this season. Dan is worried about the Chargers' offense in the biggest moments. He'll explain. Seize the Day is brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
This week on Sunday NFL Countdown, how B. John Robinson broke his way into the NFL. When you put certain moves and just the gifts that God's giving you on, on those defenders, I call it like blessing the defenders. Plus, Cowboys D is mic'd up. We're on top of the world, Craig! We're on top of the world, Craig! The best in the business! Your Sunday starts on NFL Countdown, 10 Eastern on ESPN. Glad to have you here on NFL Live. Hey, look at this. According to ESPN Analytics, eight teams are projected to win by at least seven points this week. We're going to take a look at a few of those matchups and tell you how these underdogs could pull off the upset. So, RC, we start with you. How can the Texans take down the Jags? Listen, it's about protecting C.J. Stroud because when you look at the way he's executed on third down, he's shown that from a young rookie, he's very well versed in going through his progression, getting the football out of his hands, and finding ways to make plays. If they can get stops early against the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially in the red zone, and allow C.J. Stroud the opportunity to make plays in the end of games, I fully believe he's capable of doing so. It's Andy Dalton time in Seattle. What can he do to pull off the upset? Well, I will say air it out, particularly that intermediate part of the field. Seattle has struggled in coverage. Seattle's also injured on the back end. Tariq Woolen is questionable. Kobe Bryant, their nickel is out. Andy Dalton played pretty well last year. Don't be surprised if he's able to throw on Seattle. Hurts to that. say. Guys, I'm going to go to Chicago and the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, uphill climb, no doubt at least 10 carries for Justin Fields. I want to see four carries in the first drive. And when I say carries, I think that they try to spread Kansas City's defense out and run right at them. Steve Spagnuolo often tries to slant their defensive line, see if you could catch them. But let Justin's athleticism be the number one story in this game. See if you can knock them off after this week, strictly because special talent on the field runs away from everyone else. Man, that'd be crazy, especially considering how their week has been. The Bears, new on NFL Live. In a week where Chicago preparing for the Chiefs, their quarterback called out the coaching, their defensive coordinator resigned. Now it's being reported by ABC Chicago that $100,000 worth of equipment stolen from a parking structure at Soldier Field, including gators and lawnmowers. I mean, it's like when it rains, it pours for Chicago. RC, how do you explain this week for the Bears? Did they steal the offensive playbook? <laughs> Because they if they haven't, then they didn't get enough to help Chicago. That that's what they should have went got. <laughs> Listen, it's just been a tough week, so but much. I think this goes like this go. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was just asking what they took. Listen, guys, if you look at this team. We're seeing the symptoms of the actual disease. The disease is losing. And so you're seeing everything come from that. The, the, the Justin Fields comments, Ryan Poles having to speak. This team is bad in all phases, defense, offense, special teams. And when you aren't making plays in any of those phases, it's difficult to feel good or project anything positive. And that's what we're seeing coming out of that building. And, I mean, hell, they can't cut the grass at Soldier Field. It's fine. <laughs> it's It'll be cold and the grass won't anyway. grow no way. I'm just trying to think. I mean, Could like, you imagine yeah, them running out of the playbook and being like, they're like, now nah, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, they're, they're like, that they put us in the negative. They throw it back. Now nah, we cool. <laughs> Y'all can keep that. They gator back. All right. right. They yeah. be calling yeah. around the teams. We got, we got Chicago's playbook. Do you want it? No. <laughs> Two teams that are going to be in the limelight.
highlight this weekend are the Chargers and the Vikings who face off in Minnesota with both teams looking to avoid an 0-3 start. In the Super Bowl era, 251 teams have started a season 0-3. Only six of them made the playoffs, just over 2%. The 2018 Texans are the only team to do it this century. So, yeah, not good. New here on NFL Live, by the way, Chargers running back Austin Eckler has officially been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Vikings. Mm. Eckler has been dealing with that ankle injury, also missed last week's game against the Titans. Joshua Kelly now likely in line to get the start for L.A. That doesn't help this situation with the Chargers. But, Dan, what do you think has gone wrong for this offense early in the season? I mean, in many ways, they've choked when they've needed to be at their very best. Go back to last week, week two. We talk about overtime versus Tennessee. First snap of overtime, they take a shot. I'm fine with that. They don't get it. Second snap of overtime, miss it. Third snap, this is the third snap. No one's even ready for the snap. You, Keenan Allen's saying, hey, slow down. Mike Williams is crossing. Justin Irvin's saying, don't give me the football. The offensive line's barely ready for it. Watch this. Look at Keenan on top saying, no, no, we got to get ready. There's actually an illegal motion on that play that doesn't get called. No one's ready for the football and running routes downfield. That's just being unprepared for the most important snap of the game. But it wasn't last week just only, or only just last week. Go back to week one when they play in Miami. Yeah. They get the football back down too. First, play, first snap with two minutes to go, blown protection. Second snap, blown protection. Third snap, it's third and 19. Of course they're not going to go get it. And then, like, the lack of we are ready for this moment showed up in week two. It showed up in week one. It showed up in last week in the, the playoffs when they got the ball down two against Jacksonville, guess what happened on the first snap? A blown protection during that massive comeback by the Jaguars. I like Brandon Staley, I really do. But this can't continue to happen to the Chargers mm. and us just overlook it and think, man, it's just a unfortunate circumstance. They gotta tighten up when it matters the most. One team has started with 50-plus points, zero turnovers, and been 0-2. That team, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Ooh. Los Angeles Chargers, wow. when you look at what they do throughout the game, you're like, Keenan Allen's going off. Austin Eckler goes off week one. Joshua Kelly, right? Mike Williams against the Tennessee Titans. And you're like, man, this offense is great. Yeah. We love them. And then you get to crunch time, and they don't show up. You know why? Because it's empty calories. If you go get a personal trainer, the first thing they're going to ask you is about, hey, man, how do you eat? Okay. And when they ask you how do you eat, you're going to say, well, you know, I eat pretty clean. They're going to say, do you drink? And you're going to be like, like, yeah, but it's just on Taco Tuesdays. I get some margaritas, and then on Fridays at happy hour, I may get a martini. They're going to say, that's empty calories. Guys, the Los Angeles Chargers are empty calories. It's going to look good. It's going to be pretty. It's going to make you feel good when you want to feel good, but it is not going to nourish you. It is not going to fill your cup, and that's what's happening with the Los Angeles Chargers. They can do everything they want to do with a football until it truly matters and near until you're asking for some sort of nutritional value and when you ask for that they can't provide it and if they keep headed the way that they are Brandon Staley will be answering more than the question about the 27-0 comeback hangover he'll be asking questions about whether or not he's just going to take his money and sit home when they let him go or he's going to go be a defensive coordinator man um hey I love Taco people, Tuesday people at home uh, RC, shut your ears. It's okay. It's Friday night. Go have fun. Just enjoy yourself. I also yourself. don't All like margaritas. <laughs> Dan, of course you don't. That's the least shocking thing of the day. Mina, let's talk about the other side of the ball. What do you <laughs> want to see from their defense in this game, especially considering that Staley is a defensive-minded guy? Yeah, boy. 
Uh, we've talked a lot about everything that's gone wrong for this defense, and what makes it kind of hard to discuss is it's so many different things. I think we all agree perhaps we overestimated the talent. This is the very, I think it's the most expensive defense in football. I think they've made some bad decisions when it comes to personnel. You've got guys not playing to their talent level. You have execution errors that ultimately you have to attribute to coaching. And, and watching them from week one to two, it kind of felt like they're flailing like guys cornerbacks are being rotated in and out they're trying different coverages trying to figure it out here's my advice for the defense this week against a minnesota offense that is very deadly through the air has the potential to be so uh, with uh you know the combination of justin jefferson jordan addison and tg hawkinson and cannot run the ball mm. i would like to see a return to what sort of brandon staley ran in los angeles which is just put an umbrella on this defense play too high Dare them to run the ball. Show them that, make yeah. them show you that they're willing and capable of doing it. Because we haven't seen that from Minnesota so far. Uh, and, and for all of their struggles in pass defense, the Chargers' run defense hasn't looked terrible. Uh, let's throw the game picks up here. Dan's the only one on the Vikings. Interesting enough, we're all still giving the Chargers After all the chance. that, Ryan, you've got the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, it's all good edgy calories. That's because they didn't ask us to do a Minnesota. They didn't tell me to do a Minnesota segment. I would have said worse things about them. And then my pick made sense. <laughs> okay, uh, during the commercial break, we're going to do a Minnesota segment. So you don't want to miss that. But we'll, we'll stream Man, it live. I'm the king of edgy calories. <laughs> well, no, you're not, Dan. All you need is chicken and rice. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about Zach Wilson and the Patriots next to find out what Mina thinks will be the key for Zach this time around if the Jets are going to actually beat the Patriots. Limelight is brought to you by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Friday on NFL Live, which means a whole lot of fun. we got a new segment here. There are a handful of rookie defensive backs that are going to be lining across from some of the top wide receivers in the league this weekend. So RC, who coaches like the best of them, he's an excellent coach, is going to actually coach them up with some advice that they need to deal with in these matchups. So RC, okay. we're going to get it going with Joey Porter Jr. So he's going to face off against Devontae Adams. Coach him up, RC. The first thing Joey Porter has to do is turn this into a street fight. If you go back to last week, his last play against Donovan Peoples-Jones, he made it ugly. There was grabbing, there was tugging, there was pulling. Because if you get into a skills matchup with Devontae Adams, there is no win. He understands how to create space. He knows what leverage is. And he also finds ways to give Jimmy G a place to put the football. So if you're Joey Porter, I want you on the line of scrimmage using your length to make it hard. Emmanuel Forbes has Stephon Diggs this week. Go get the 
ball, Emmanuel. When I was studying Emmanuel Forrest for the draft, I went back to his high school film. I wanted to see how he looked playing wide receiver. He was an absolute dog when it came to getting his football. He got one last week against Russell Wilson. You can't be scared when you're playing Stephon Diggs. You know you're going to get opportunities. You know you're going to get chances. When the ball is in the air, it has to be yours, not his. And then we're going to get to Christian Gonzalez against Garrett Wilson. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, one of those guys is a rookie. The other guy is just a second-year player. They're also both from Texas. Garrett Wilson, 2019 five-star. Christian Gonzalez, 2020 four-star safety. Just take it back to Texas, Christian. Do exactly what you used to do there. And based on the way that both of these teams are playing, there may be more people at Texas high school games than this game anyway. It's time to lock him up, do exactly what you did when you played against Tyreek Hill last week, which is understand your coverage, know your help, know your leverage, and get the ball when you get your opportunity. Okay, coach. I uh, love it. Um, okay, Zach Wilson, by the way, has started four games in his career against the Patriots. Guys, losing all four of them. In those matchups, the Jets have averaged fewer than 10 points per game. It's kind of shocking. A Wilson's QBR of 22 against the Patriots is the worst by any quarterback against a single opponent since Wilson entered the NFL in 2021. You said Bill Belichick's like standing over next to him. That's a big reason why. Uh, Mina, what does Zach Wilson have to do better, though, to have better results versus the Patriots defense this time around? Yeah, I don't know a lot about parenting yet, but I feel like this is when your kid gets bullied and you send them back to school knowing that the bully's still in the classroom. Like, yep. my inclination would be to call it the principal, but there is no principal here. He's going to have to face the bully again. Um, and uh, to your point, Laura, it was ugly. I was looking over my game notes from last year, and the Patriots really killed him with some pretty exotic pressures, guys dropping into coverage, blitzing. He was very flustered, and when he was flustered, he would leave the pocket try to make plays, and that is when bad things happen. So my number one piece of advice to Zach Wilson is do not try to create outside of the pocket. Mm. Get that ball out. Of his 11 interceptions over the la since last year, nine have come when he has held onto the football for three seconds or longer. When he's played in structure, yeah. he can be accurate. He can make plays. He get that ball out quickly. Uh, that is what he has to do against New England because otherwise I don't think that they have a chance. See, that was Mina's maternal instincts coming out, and she wanted to be nice about the way she addressed Zach Wilson. Hey, Zach, if you start running, you are now a runner. We're asking you to not do anything special. If it's not in the playbook, it is not for you. There you go. Zach Wilson, if it's not happening quick, if it's not one, two, it's part of my progression. If I start to move, I'm a mover now. I'm a runner. Do not change your mind. He needs to be more decisive because when he becomes indecisive, he throws the football yeah. to the other team. I think his indecision also works hand in hand with colorblindness. And so if I'm Zach Wilson, it's understanding what Nathaniel Hackett has for me early. Let's execute that. If that doesn't happen, I'm actually athletic. I I can move. I can run. I can create. You are? Do that, yes. Zach. Use your legs and make sure your team keeps the ball. Yeah, it's it's the saying, leave to escape or leave to create. I think he needs to kind of lean on the, the first one. Leave to escape. Just get out of bad stuff and, and yep. don't think you're going to go make big plays down mm -hmm. the field, especially against the ball-hawking no. secondary like New England. And I've said this. I, I think protection-wise, they need to be a little bit like the Giants and max out. I also think I'd love to see them use him the way the Giants do Daniel Jones in some zone reads. So hmm. last thing I'd say, RC probably believes the same way, Mina. 
I'm old school. When it comes to bullying and your kid, you tell them to walk up to the bully and punch him in the middle of the face. Whoa, uh, Mina? I know our seed. Yeah, don't oh, think that's going to go well for Zach Wilson against his defense. You know me. <laughs> Good point. Um, as you can see, we hey, are the leading with the bully here. We're all going with the Patriots. Come on, Zach, prove seen... us wrong. <laughs> I see. Middle of the face, not like the side you of the face. You also got to ask him, like, right can you beat the bully up? Because if you can't, y'all better jump him. Hey, bring a friend. We got triplets. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of week three, you guys. Fun on a Friday here on NFL Live. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you then.